I need more cities, try speedy, but they throw such killer parties. All right. Whoa, so what I think Craig meant to say there was killer podcast almost killed me. <laughs> Just kidding. This this is Killer Podcast Almost Killed Me, the podcast that covers the world's greatest bar band, The Hold Steady. Listen as we attempt to cover every single epic live show by Craig, Tad, Franz, Galen, Steve, and Bobby and the boys. So, all right. Hello. All right. All right. Here we go. I am Mike Munzen, um, a.k.a. that dude from St. Paul. You have to... You kind of have to know Craig's uh, solo work to get kind of get that reference, but <laughs> I know some. I'm getting more into it. <laughs> um, so if you guys, yeah, you might get that. Um, you probably don't know me from such podcasts as the '70s versus the '80s and Twin Towns Trail Talk, but I'm feeling the positive jam to be here today, and <laughs> I'm happy to be joined by my co-host David Grohl. And uh, David, you're. Hello. Hey, you're currently out of Covington, Kentucky, and uh, was, yep. See, I got you formally out. You're formally from Wisconsin and the Twin Cities. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, born in uh, Menasha, Wisconsin, Fox Valley. Uh, went to school up at U, uh, Golden Gophers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Ones. Then I uh, went to Chicago for grad school. So I was there for a couple of years, and then I was in Milwaukee, back up in Wisconsin, land of uh, Galen, guitarist. Um, and uh, then the past uh, about nine years, I've been in uh, the Cincinnati area, um, particularly Covington, Kentucky, which is right across the river from downtown. Oh. Wow, you sound <laughs> your travels. You sounds like a travel epilogue from a Hold Steady song, is what it sounds. Like. <laughs> yeah, covered the whole Midwest, and they're all about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, David is one of the the admins for the uh, Positive Posting uh, fan site on Facebook. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're happy to thanks for joining me today, David. How how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Love to talk about the whole study anytime, all the time. Yeah, all the time. That's so <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of the concept of this podcast here. Um Um basically we're gonna we're gonna simply rely on you, the United Scene, the the fans yourself to give us a uh a report, a hood right report. We're gonna like I said, we're gonna try to cover every single live show. So we're, I don't know. I'm thinking about calling it a hood rat report, where you just kind of come on here and give us a little report of, um, you know, like when you go to a show, we're gonna tell us all the important stuff, like you know, talk about the venue, you know, your travel log, getting there, all the crazy stuff when you get there, uh, the set list, we'll cover that, like important, you know, who spilled a beer on you, you know, don't you? Given that this was all. Uh live over streaming i spilled beer on myself but yeah this, that's okay so we started out with the streaming thing and uh yeah like another question uh, you know like when you go like uh where's the where's the crazy part you found confetti on you the next day you know like <laughs> the yeah. crazy stuff um <laughs> i like that some people did bring confetti to um to the zoom show and did uh release that at certain point so that's pretty cool to see that yeah that's cool i mean i suppose it's you got to vacuum it up yourself then that's not, yeah. as, not yeah. as fun that's maybe that's much but uh <laughs> so we'll get all the important deets like that um right 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 but we're, since we just we're in the streaming covid era so we're just gonna me and david are gonna cover these and we're, i think we're gonna cover the first three shows here we're gonna cover the uh release party for um help me out david what am i trying to say the release party for the new album the yeah open open door door policy policy. from from uh thursday night thursday night at the brooklyn bowl which was, which yeah. was a free event for anyone um kind of a prelude i guess to the the weekender that they did friday saturday yeah uh, so that was kind of like a free bonus for yep. the new album and that was great that was awesome yeah yeah definitely so and definitely. The, you know the funny the thing i miss most about going to these hold steady shows is how you meet people in the crowd when you're there and um and so and so now you and i david are kind of meeting over this hold steady podcast we've actually <laughs> haven't we actually haven't met before so i was kind of interesting where did your hold steady fandom start at where did that start yeah um 
I was, I was looking into that a little bit ago. Um, so I, I, uh, I guess first discovered them when I was living in Chicago for grad school. Um, I was there from 04 to 08. Um, so I, you know, the first, uh, couple albums would have come out during that time. Um, and I, I just, I was just some me rock in general, you know, spoon and, um, you know, uh, block party and, uh, just a lot of those indie bands from that era, you know, that came out in 04 or 05. Um, so I remember the first, first time I see them, I'm pretty sure was at, uh, summer festival in milwaukee which is the world's largest uh music festival nice uh, pretty awesome and i think they were playing on um i don't know if you've ever been as a minnesota person no um, i'm not allowed to go okay. outside of the mississippi no just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> that's fair that's yeah. fair just don't drown in the mississippi as yeah i, I drown every time you go by yeah <laughs> right um yeah it's a star fest a lot of fun i've been there a million times growing up in wisconsin um so when i lived in chicago i'd go up a few times uh just to Summerfest, and they were playing one of the three stages. Um, so it's like 12 bucks to get into Summerfest, and there's like a headliner where you pay regular price, and then a whole bunch of other free stages. And they, I believe, were on one of those. Um, and I, it was, bef- um, I think it was after Boys and Girls in America, because I knew that album, um, and I knew the songs they were playing. But I, I think I saw them the following summer there, um, which was when um, Stay Positive came out. I didn't know the songs, but I, Definitely heard everyone singing the, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so I immediately got the record after uh, hearing that, of course, um, had to catch up. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was up in Milwaukee when I was living in Chicago. Um, so what about you? Was it in their hometown, slash your hometown? Yeah, uh, you know, you know, I'm from St. Paul. So um, we have a little, okay. we have a radio station here called The Current. It's a, a public radio station. And um, I, I still kind of remember, I think I was driving around on Highway 52 and I heard um, uh, your little hood rat friend came on and they go, here's a new song. And I don't even oh, know wow. if I, I don't even know if I heard the band's name or anything, but, um, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was just enthralled by it. And um, they got to the line, um, now city center's over, no one really goes there. And that just, right. that just struck me so hard because he nailed it perfectly because like um, city, mm-hmm. city center was a mall in um in downtown minneapolis and it was a big everybody you know hangs out at the mall but then the mall of america opened up in the suburbs bloomington and and he just said that city center's over nobody now no one really goes there and i couldn't believe he was that specific and um and 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 i couldn't believe how perfectly he nailed it And and i just and they kept playing the song over and over and i kept listening to it and this was back, I think I went and paid the 99 cents on iTunes back in those days to put it on my, oh, yeah, yeah. Put it on my iPod. <laughs> so uh-huh. I put it on my iPod, and then, um, and I just listened to it, and I was like, oh my gosh. So then, you know, you go and try to, to get their other songs, and this, this must have been Separation Sunday. So, and for whatever reason, you know, they put the mm-hmm. songs in order of popularity, so they had... Chicago seemed tired last night was the second song. And you remember, I don't know, remember on iTunes, you'd hear that little 30 second sample where you'd push the button and you hear that before you bought it, you'd hear a 30 second sample of the song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah and um, yep. Chicago seemed tired last night. Wasn't a good venue for that. Cause it was like, it was, um, it wasn't, um, it's a, that song. I love the song now, but it has like a, a, a big learning curve, I think. And when you're hearing only 30 second snippet of it and you're hearing it on your little crappy, um laptop speakers yeah. it's it, that's not the best way um it kind of yeah. reminds me of the new song where craig makes um um craig makes fun of the the nurse for ha- playing eruption over her uh for as a ringtone you know that's oh, yeah, yeah, that's not yeah, the yeah, good yeah. that's not the good way to hear that song and craig kind of makes fun <laughs> of it and that's kind of how i so so it took me a little longer to i'm like oh i love this song i go it sounds like their other songs aren't maybe aren't for me but i just love this song so i kept playing it but then they were releasing they were releasing albums so quick back then. I think it was like every ten months or whatever mm-hmm. that um yeah that yeah, boys and four five thousand six yeah yeah right. and then boys yep. and the girls in America came out and um right I still right. think that was their most accessible album where mm-hmm. you know um citrus uh, you know I heard citrus right away and it stuck mm-hmm. between stations and um, the, mm-hmm. the, those songs were a little more accessible so I I think mm-hmm. I, once again I bought everything on um iTunes, I bought the whole album and just just fell in love with it immediately. And then I went back and started getting back into uh like I hadn't even heard Killer Parties at that point. I knew they had two albums. 
Um, so I went back and started listening to their whole catalog and just, and, you know, and then the songs just, you know, some of their songs take a little while to take four or five listens to get into, but, um, definitely, definitely. And yeah. I'd say the same applies to their new album that just came out a couple weeks ago that, that's, you know, a lot of fans are like, well, it's different. Let's, you know, don't judge it right away. Give it some time, you know, let it sink in, hear what Craig's doing and hear what the horns and the rest of the band are doing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So- so it's just so like one final thing I'll say it's just funny like and you were saying you kind of got into those indie groups at the same time you know there's like a phenomenon people are talking about groups from that era and I don't know if it affects the hold steady or not but like the Killers uh, Lincoln Park um, and those the Strokes everybody everybody put those everybody put those songs on their iPod and then Mm -hmm. a couple years later everybody bought their iPhones and so a lot of those groups got affected where they're trapped in the top drawer in somebody's iPod. So a lot of those groups from that era are kind of like stuck in nowhere island, you know. Uh, it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some groups that we can't even remember right now that are probably stuck on our iPod from that time zone. That's true. Yeah. I have a couple iPods in the next room um, that if I dig through, it'd be all stuff from that era, 05, 06, you know, or yeah. um, that's so funny. Yeah. Before people switched to the new technology, you know, so yeah so that's funny yeah it was a good time for for indie rock music you know yep, i definitely had that that couple years there you know yeah that's when it was that was when, when it was kicking so okay definitely. so you you were talking about op- the new album open door policy should we should we go ahead and give the uh the re- open door policy release party uh should we go ahead and review it now sure talk about the new album which they they played in entirety uh thursday night Mm-hmm. Uh, from beginning to end and they also played a number of the songs friday and saturday as well um so yeah yeah okay and you, you you did see you saw thursday friday saturday as well yes right i saw him i saw him um and the thursday night show i think was you had to watch it live i don't think you can go back and watch it right now i don't think that's correct but the other the friday saturday the typical weekender is available until i believe march 15th yeah, because the the first night was on yeah. what was it called Stitch, right? Is that what it was called or Twitch? No, for the for the gamer kids who are way younger than than us. Yes. Yeah, because whatever it was, I, I know I tried downloading the wrong one. If it's on Stitch, I think I tried downloading Twitch or what. Yeah, but anyways. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's all it's all new to me as well. <laughs> but that it, it it worked. It flowed really well. I thought it was uh yeah. I, th- I mean the camera work was great. We could see everybody. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we don't have to go over the set list. The set list was pretty much the album track title, right? It is the album. Yeah, go on Spotify. It's right there. Yep. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> so, uh, starting out, so what you, what are your initial thoughts of that, of Thursday night's show? I was just happy to hear the album. Um, they had played a couple of the songs before. Um, the, the album was actually recorded in 19, Craig said, um, so it was not recorded during the pandemic, um, even if some people want to make parallels. Not, that's okay if you do, but uh, yeah, it's, it goes back a little bit. Um, yeah, I believe they had played a couple live, maybe uh, lanyards. I'm trying to remember at, at previous shows, even before. Yeah, the, the massive night show is that. Yeah, they played um back in when yeah. was, was that in December? Those shows? Yeah, or early late November. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. December. Yeah, yeah. Like this early uh, December. Yeah, then. it's always a week after yeah. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah yep. they played lanyards and they played um, wow, remember, yeah, I, did they play heavy covenant? I don't remember. They might have played heavy covenant. Yeah, they Could did play be. lanyards for sure. I know they played lanyards. That was the second night they played that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's better out for all that. So. Okay, so but <laughs> this time, like we said, they played them right in a row. So starting out with song number one on the album, the Feelers. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. thought, and I was excited to hear the album live and in order like that, because um, mm-hmm. you usually don't get that. I did go to a, a ten year reunion of Boys and Girls where they played the album in its entirety, you know, and then obviously they played yeah. yep. played yep. they played like a you know a normal hold steady show after that, uh, you know. Yep. Play- and I'm pretty sure I saw that in Chicago. I think at Riot Fest. It's 
Oh. I've seen them a million times, as have you, but I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that was at Riot Fest in Chicago that I saw that. That's funny. Uh, I saw it 24 hours before you because I saw it in Denver, and I, I wanted to go to the Chicago, but I think I had to go to work the next night or whatever. Oh, okay, so, yep. So it was Riot like so maybe amazing. 48 yeah, hours before. I saw it before you, 48 hours maybe, I think. But That's funny because, yeah, they do one in Denver, they do one in Chicago, and then Toronto. I can't remember. There's a couple. I think there's maybe a third city they do Riot Fest. One of the best <laughs> festivals out there, so – yeah um and and i got a story to tell about that i don't know if we'll get it on this episode but i do have a story about going to that show um okay so they they started with the feelers and then they went in and um i guess we can kind of do a little review of the album here too while we're at it um spices came second and i that's my favorite song so far um i think it's because i love lifter polar and um like i heard craig say in an interview it's uh the uh the producer which his name escapes me right he was a lifter polar fan and i think that song sounds very lifter polarish um of course franz has it plays on it but um of course of course so i i really like spices yes uh that one's a little bit darker yeah which and i think i heard that that line from craig too that if 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 they did a whole uh lifter polar song this would be it you know Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah with a little bit of their dark post-punk kind of sparse kind of sound um of course there's times in spices where it does get more upbeat um but it's definitely you know darker in sound than a lot of their stuff yeah um, my wife was commenting on how a lot of their songs are very positive names and positive uh sounding music but some of the actual lyrics are pretty dark you know where the <laughs> song actually sounds dark <laughs> they kind of yeah it reminds me a little bit of bob mold where he uh his sure. where he sings the dark lyrics but he sings them like in a happy way um I, I get a little, uh-huh. yeah. From the whole study, I get kind of a kind of like almost a funny, uh, dark comedy from a lot of their songs, is what I get. But yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And the producer is uh, Joff Kaufman, or I think Craig pronounces as Kaufman, so I, I'm not sure. But Josh Kaufman, and I, and I know he's produced stuff for Craig Solo. Yeah, and people certainly commented that this album does feel like part whole study, part Craig Solo. There's kind of that mix. So. Yeah, it does. It yeah, that, I kind of I did get a lot of Craig solo uh, feels coming out of this new album. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then we did go into lanyards. Did I say that lanyards, 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 lanyards. Yeah. Lanyards. Um, <laughs> we got that, and, and and like we said, I I do remember him playing that at the previous show. A lot of people thought it was kind of plotting at the previous show, so I thought it sounded really good here. Um, I th- you know maybe they were in an early version when they played it at their early show um or and it, it was actually the first time they ever played it live so that could have been i thought it sounded really good um thursday night right but, yeah. right and by december yeah um you know it probably been ages since they had really played together as a band you know whereas now they've had you know some time together you know and that brings up a point i thought in these first four songs i thought the band sounded great I thought Craig sounded a little a little reserved for Craig Finn. I you know, I thought he was playing it and then by the time we get to the second half of the album or the second half of the live shows, I thought he really kicked in and he was the old Craig Finn. Um Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I I don't know if he um, there's a couple factors out there. One's probably not having an audience that at first that's gotta be kind of weird. You know, yep, not yep. not a full, you know, full stadium or full or full bowl, if you will. Um um yeah, over time he did loosen up and start doing his emphatic gesturing and, you know, kind of the typical Craig stuff that everyone loves. Um, and the, the, the other theory, um, apparently um, Craig has said that he, um, you know, being an Irish Catholic, uh, Craig Finn, uh, for Lent uh, gives up alcohol, which is pretty impressive, especially for, you know, uh, the head, head of a, you know, one of the best bar bands ever. Bar band. Right? <laughs> right? Right? Um, yeah. You know, half their songs involve alcohol, if not more. Um, so apparently he said somewhere that he, uh, when he's sober like that for Lent, uh, actually forgets more words, and that he's kind of slightly off his game. <laughs> oh, wow. Cause yeah, I... that, you know, so that could explain maybe why he felt a little bit different at first, you know? So Wow. That was like... um. Because I, I remember going to one of his show, solo shows at First Avenue, and I brought a date with me, and she didn't know anything uh-huh. about about. And I go, oh, I go, the, okay. I go. One of my favorite parts is he forgets the lyrics, and it's so it's so cool. He makes a funny face when he forgets the lyrics. Right. And then he went through the whole show, you know, doing his animations, but he never forgot the lyrics. He didn't. Uh, and then and then 
the next five show hold steady shows or Craig Finn shows I went to, he never forgot the lyrics. And then um, mm-hmm. o- over this weekend, he forgot the lyrics a few times. And I Definitely. think it, I think it was the new material. I think um, I think they've become so proficient at the old. You know, they play like the same. They play twenty two songs. Right. And it, it seems to be always the same fifty songs, kind of you know different right. orders that they pull from. And I think he's gotten really. Prof- I think they've gotten so proficient. But I think when you added these new lyrics in, these new songs in, I think he forgot the lyrics a few times. Yeah. So that they do have eight eight albums worth of material now, and uh, you know two two of the albums were were uh, within a couple of years, 2019, 2021. Yeah. That's a lot of new material they added after taking kind of a break from releasing any albums. So. And he doesn't use a teleprompter. I noticed that. And um, one of the things... Yeah, people are joking that, that he should get one or that'd be a present for him would be a teleprompter. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think singing his songs, I mean, when I try to sing along with him in the car, he packs in so many words, uh, very like... Right, right. I, his yes. songs have to be the hardest songs to sing, so I don't I don't blame him at all for forgetting the lyrics. And I I actually oh, like I like the part when he forgets yeah. them. I don't know. I just like that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to um, trying to sing Hold Steady Karaoke is you know near impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just can't go that fast. You know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. <laughs> you know. And he has such such complicated <laughs> turns of phrases. Yeah. Just. Uh. That's also true. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> a lot of alliteration. A lot of con- consonants in a row. Uh, you know, pleth- uh, was it plethora of poker chips? Um, yeah. From the new album. You know. Yeah. Stuff like all these consonants in a row that just uh, yeah. does not flow easily, but he makes it work. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so then we kind of move into like Family Farm. I, I know that you were saying that's that, that might be your favorite song off the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Between that and the next one, Unpleasant Breakfast. Um, yeah, uh, Family Farm probably has the most classical, steady sound to it for the whole album. Yep. Uh, just it's got the guitars blaring. Um, it's got the horns. It's very upbeat. Um, it it builds. You know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's probably it's hard to say what my favorite is, but that's definitely up there. And that's one that they did release, um, at least on Spotify as a single yeah. beforehand. So that was one I had some exposure to, um, and I loved it from the first. first yeah, lesson, so. great song. I, I often wonder like what order they, and I almost wonder if that wasn't one of the first songs they recorded because it mm-hmm. kind of sounded mm-hmm. the most thrashing through the passion to me of all the other songs. So I don't know if it was right. slightly after that time period or what, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly some of them. Some of them do sound like they could have been uh, ones that were recorded during that time that maybe they cut and you know put on the next album. I do get that feel. I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always try to figure out what song they did last that sounds like the next upcoming album, and what's, <laughs> but it doesn't always work out that way. But I just try to figure that sure. out. Sure, <laughs> sure, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> okay, and then we got Heavy Covenant I, again. Uh, I just really love the the riff in this song. It's just so heavy and just <laughs> perfect title, Heavy Covenant. It just that song right, comes on right, heavy, right, right, yep. right. Yeah, so that fits not just with their heavy Tad Kubler guitars, but also the the Catholic and Christian, you know, religious kind of themes that craig always throws in there so heavy covenant such it's such a hold steady name for a song oh, you know yep <laughs> that's good and then the next the next three songs um i haven't gotten into the next three songs as much as the other songs but i but when i heard them live and like we said this is about the time in the concert when craig was really starting to pop and the, the whole band sounded good like i thought the pri- mm-hmm. the prior procedure was probably my least favorite song in the mm-hmm. album i like them all but it was probably my least favorite but live it it that's the one that jumped up the most for me live it sounded really good live and i got a new appreciation yeah, just, for it just the energy that they're able to put into it and live they also seem to beef up the horns even more on some of the songs especially some of their older songs that didn't have much for horns yep yeah so i really appreciated that you know that as they called it the super steady where they have multiple guitars now they have the uh, horn steady which is their horn section that they have yep. Um, they have Franz on keys, you know, they have the biggest ensemble they've ever had on stage. So the sound is way bigger. Um, so some of this, yeah, some of the second half of the album feels a little bit softer, a little bit slower, a little bit more like Craig Solo, but live again, they add so much sound to it. And I, th- I think somehow we, did we skip like one of the most talked about songs on the album? Did we skip Unpleasant Breakfast here? Um, oh yeah, 
yes, we did. Because yes. I was just, <laughs> when, something you said there, I was just thinking about the woos, which has been kind of a big online talking point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it <laughs> sounds to me, I think they're going to be counting, and kind of what I thought, I think they're going to be counting on the crowd to provide the woos when they play it live. Do you think so? Yeah. Or? That's what people are saying, yeah. And I, I don't know if Chris actually said that, but yeah, I, I mean, that's totally something they would do. You know, yeah. and that way, it's just like if he forgets the lyrics live with a with a full crowd, you can have the crowd in the lyrics. Um, <laughs> you can yeah. do the same thing with the woos. Those are hard to forget, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that'll be a crowd pleaser kind of thing once we have live shows in person. Um, I don't know what you, what was your thought on the the woos, or at least at least your first listen. Um. On the album, yeah, they really stand out on the album. Uh, but I liked them. What's live, that? They're more subtle. It seemed like. Did you feel live that they, the woos were a little bit? more Yeah, subtle? I think it was just on the keyboard, and I like I said, I think they're really yeah. gonna wait for the um, crowd, the live crowd, to do that to fill those in, yeah. which yeah. will be fun, yeah. you know, because they they're a sing along band. That's what they are. Right. <laughs> Our songs are sing along songs. Yes. Yep. Songs are sing along songs. And, <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, and so, but I really got used to him on the album. I, I like him. Um, I, well, what, what are your opinion on him? The same thing. First time I heard it, I was like, oh, that's that's weird. I don't know. You know, it's like first it felt intrusive, but after you listen a few times, like, oh yeah, it totally works, and it 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 totally fits the whole study to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's the thing. You know. And it you it, know? it kind of fits into the like I heard some, I'm stealing this from somebody online where they said uh. You know the yeah, next, that's, the, the that's next. What I do too. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna purge a lot from, but um, right. somebody <laughs> said somebody said that in the, the very next line is where he takes his girlfriend and they're screaming in the empty and they're joking around and you think of somebody if you did think a place was haunted that some you would be, the girl would be screaming woo and the, and that's what it would sound like you know if you you know mm -hmm. I, so it, it kind of fits yeah. in there yeah yeah and there's definitely imagery in there that fits you know um with these ghosts um yep. people describe the images as um. Which I, I've definitely heard too, as um, similar to like a shining kind of feel, you know, <laughs> with the hallways that go on forever. The hundred miles um, of hallways, yeah. Exactly. Well, of course, Craig being alliterative, hundred miles always. Um, yeah, so it's a very cool feel, and then the music itself has almost like a, a nautical kind of thing, a little bit, like almost yeah. tropical, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, it's probably the most unique unique song maybe on the album for them you know yeah uh, definitely you know different drum uh different um i mean they're certainly getting more into different uh songwriting structure different drum beats less less traditional just rock beat um you know people are making parallels with um steely dan on some of the songs you know um <laughs> so yeah it, it's cool to see kind of some of these directions they're going in that you wouldn't have expected you know in their early albums in 0405 at all yeah um so yeah and th this album uh, you know whenever you hear an album it's always tied to the you know the first time you heard it is or a lot oftentimes and um mm -hmm. i just i had quit my long time i just had quit my long time job and i've started a new job where i work out at a oh, casino wow. and i have a long it's out in the middle of nowhere and i have a long drive to it so i've been listening to this album and um and like you said we have 100 miles of hallways in the in the in the hotel in the casino and it's oh sure so this, yeah. this this one's hit me really hard i'm like uh this whole album is so uh, yep that's cool that's cool imagery yeah so, so then next um so now we're up to we then we did the prior procedure then we got riptown i is this the night that he told the funny little story about how his friend always says when they're throwing a party he goes we're in the rip zone or whatever i can't remember i think it was maybe friday night he told that story maybe i don't know okay I don't, I don't remember either. That sounds familiar. He goes, yeah, he goes, my friend, he wrote the song because his friend always says when we're having a party, we're in a rip zone. And he goes, rip zone. And, we go, and then he goes, sometimes the whole town turns into a rip zone. So he called it rip town. And yeah. So, <laughs> it's like the killer parties off of the Yeah. Album. So I don't think he told that story this night, but that's pretty good. And I thought rip town, like I said, these three next three songs, rip town sounded really good live. Um, and they played it the next couple nights or at least one of the next couple nights. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then um, me and Megla, I can't say that. Me and Megla Dina. Uh, Megla Dina, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also biblical. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've heard the. He talked a little bit at one of the shows about uh, the title. Yep. Um, that it shares a title with uh, a monkey song. It actually a monkey song that came out in recent years, so not back in the sixties or seventies. Yeah. Um, so um, it's funny. In, 
Craig said he must have seen that somewhere because the, the title's too similar, but he said he hadn't heard the song, and when he did play it, he really liked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's funny how that's literally the same as a recent year Monkey song. It's also, um, I've also heard it's a lyric in a Bob Dylan song, although it might be reversed. It might be Magdalena and Me. Huh. Uh, so I'll have to look that up. Obviously, he has quite a catalog, um, and I can't remember which Bob Dylan song it is. Um, so it's, a, it's really an interesting story behind just the name. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's a, it's such a crazy name. I can't believe it's popped up on at least two songs like that. And um, wow, it's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. So that sounded good. And then um, and then Hanover Camera. Uh, that's a song I really love on this album. I think that's really, mm-hmm. yeah. I I like their people definitely draw some of the Steely Dan parallels here. Like oh, some of the, yeah. the horns, the rhythms, you know. Um, which I, I've long been a Steely Dan fan. Or what's... Yeah, yeah. I thought that it sounds. Um, I think it's got a little. Yeah, like everybody's saying Steely Dan. I, I hear Boss Gags a little bit too in there. Yeah, definitely, definitely Boss Gags. Yeah, yep. especially later in the song. Um, there's a part where they. Um, yeah, where they're they're doing all the, the piano and kind of jamming with the horns and. Uh, yeah, it totally sounds like like a Lido shuffle kind of thing. Yeah. Yep the same tempo or something it just yeah i love it it's just yeah, great same yeah. rhythm yeah it's very cool yeah yeah <laughs> okay and and then they played the uh and they ended with the bonus track on this album uh parade right. days which is kind of a slower right. slower song um, sure sure that's cool that they're uh complete us and they they give you everything they're not you know yeah. they're not skimping at all yep you know yep i don't think most bands would play the bonus track <laughs> It's you know? lucky we're not back in the days of the uh, hidden track where you'd have to wait three minutes before before oh, they played it. Right, wait, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, on CDs, yes. Yep, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I guess on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, that doesn't play quite as well. <laughs> okay. So do we have anything else to say about night one, Thursday night, the Open Door Policy um, review? I, I'll go back to the first song that um uh, the feelers um mm-hmm. that's an interesting one it um definitely some of the fans are some i've definitely seen some people saying that that's their least favorite song on the album or the only one that they don't particularly like i do like it um maybe people argue that's a weird start to the album because it does start really slow but it does kind of build yeah um so you know i think some people wanted maybe like a heavier start you know more of a banger but um it reminds um, me of uh the first mm-hmm. sweet part of the city is the first song on heaven is whenever. And that's kind of a, slow, right. you know, that's a good point actually. Yeah. 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 But I think I, I do like that album a lot. I know it's, it's, it's considered somewhat lesser than some of the others. Um, but I, you know, it, it doesn't have as much of the horns and some of that stuff. Um, but I'd say the song right now, it's very, it's very strong. And um, yeah. I do like that song in particular. Um, that's a good point. So that's that's definitely not new for them to start an album like that, um, and I like it grows. It can, it's like a crescendo. So I think I think it works, um, but I, I get why maybe some people would have preferred something else. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, I know and, uh, and I know like they got some flack for like I said back in the day having "Sweet Part of the City" be the first song on "Heaven Is Whenever." Um, I don't know. It got me kind of into the it got me into the album. I I like feelers. Um, yeah, I think people just need to listen to it a few more times and it really start to grow on them. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love the whole yeah. album, though. I think, I've, I've, I mean, for an eighth album this late in their career, it's just, uh, I love it. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, from 2004 to 2021, yeah. Um, yeah, again, I think it's a very creative album. The um, production's top-notch, the mixing, you know, there's a lot more, maybe attention to detail. Um, you know, his Craigslist lyrics are very thoughtful as always. Um, yeah, there's a lot in the album. A little bit like Silly Dad again, that you can listen to with headphones, every little detail. It all, it all goes together. Um, so yeah, again, I think it's a sign that they're really maturing and, you know, showing that they're more than just a, a bar band with really cool lyrics and, you know, cool horns and piano, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always thought the Hold Steady was one of the best headphone groups because, like, uh, Separation Sunday they got where 
Craig's yelling at the beginning. He yells in your right ear, then he yells in your left ear, back to the right. And oh, I just, yeah, all the stereo effects, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just love that, yeah. So. Yep, definitely, definitely. Oh, okay, <laughs> so do we got? Do you think we got a pretty good wrap on that first night there? Do you have anything else you want to add in? I don't have anything else, no, no. But okay. I that sums it up. So, so here's an, a little idea I had. So instead of j jumping into uh, night night one of the weekender here, we're just gonna break it up a little bit here. This is a little segment we're calling uh, certain shows that get scratched into our souls. And um, so I wanted to ask you, David. It sounded like you had a uh, you had a good story about the one of the hold steady shows you're at. Why don't you tell us about it? Oh yeah, um, I guess that'd be the the last hold steady I saw. In person, um, which was literally about a year ago, I'd have to look at the exact dates, but um, well, it, it might have been yesterday, the sixth. It would have um, been the same weekend from a year ago because that's when they do this exactly. show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is a tradition they've done for a number of years, and I, I don't know exactly how many, but they, yeah, the first weekend in March they play in uh, London, and they, um, surprising to me, have quite a base over there in, uh, you know. In the well, the, the British Isles and and in you know Europe in general, you definitely get people from Scandinavia all over. You know, people taking the train or, or flying from some distance to get to London. Um, but yeah, so they've been playing there for several years. Um, in uh, Camden, in particular, um, which is a really cool neighborhood, the Camden Market, um, a lot of rock bars, a lot of tradition there with the band going going uh, to bars after shows, hanging out with the fans. Um, so living in America, it's not the easiest to get there, but um, we did go. That was our first time seeing them in, in London uh, last year at this time. Um, and uh, it's called the, um, the Electric Ballroom in uh, London, in Camden. So they do two nights in Camden last year, and then they did one night at Bush Hall. Um, and I, I didn't go to that show. Uh -huh. um, but it was an amazing show, and just getting to meet all meet all the fans from Europe, hanging out at the pubs. Um, everyone's super friendly. Um, but if, you know, if you look back in history, this was about the time where COVID was starting to, to spread. Um, you know, unbeknownst to us, um, we actually we, we feel like we probably did get COVID somewhere on that trip because we came back and we were exhausted, more than jet lagged. We couldn't. Uh, couldn't catch our breath, couldn't smell, but um, it was worth it for the whole study, I'd say. And of <laughs> course, we wouldn't have gone if we had known that was happening, but, you know, at the time we left in early March, it was um, something to hear about in China or, you know, very far away, so we didn't really think much of it. Um, but then, well, we there, it started to spread through Italy and France and oh. all over. Uh, so we got back to the U.S. Um, in Chicago, so um, drove up to Chicago to fly out. It's way cheaper, and my little brother lives there, so that's always fun. Um, yeah, we got back to Chicago the day before all the uh, flights started getting uh, canceled, you know, before people were, like, being stuck at airports in different places. Ugh. So we got really lucky that we weren't just, like, stuck who knows where waiting for days. Um, so pretty wild. So, yes, we saw them at the last show in person and uh, made a vacation of it. Went around London for a few days. Uh, we did go to Paris for a couple days. Uh, hmm. First time I've been to Paris. Um, it's a great trip, but came back, the world definitely shut down. Um, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Well, so I haven't, uh, haven't worked in person since February because early March was our trip and came back and everything's over Zoom. Ugh. So, well, it sounds like you snuck that one in right right before the buzzer went off. I mean, you got that show in. Right, yeah. Yeah, again, unbeknownst to us, that that was going to happen. But again, those those UK fans and Irish fans, I mean, they're super insane, but super nice. Um, super friendly to us Americans. Um, wow. Being at the pond. I mean, yeah, so there's definitely a nice scene over there. Um, again, for like this somewhat not that well-known indie band from minneapolis you know yeah uh, who knew that yeah. there's a scene over there so um <laughs> we're hoping to go back next year hopefully by then there will be concerts and we'll be vaccinated and yeah we could be in march in uh london so that camden yeah. is it is is that like everything else is that like a couple hundred years old that building or that venue or um I'm a, i i couldn't tell you i mean you're right. I mean, most of the buildings there are, you know, 
1800s, 1700s. Um, and I, 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 I couldn't tell you. It's probably not. Maybe, you know, maybe late 1800s would be my guess, early 1900s. Um, I couldn't tell you. I'd have to look that up. It's a, it was a cool venue. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it was tightly crowded, which, again, not good for COVID looking back. But, uh, yeah. again, I don't think any of us knew that COVID was going to spread the way it did. No. Huh. Um, so, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great neighborhood too. Lots to do in that part of town. So. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So that was that was a little segment we like to call certain shows that get so scratched into our souls. I might have to get a sounder for that. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of me just reading it off, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that so then let's get jump into night one of the weekender from Brooklyn Bowl. Here we get to the the actual first night of of the the set list for the weekender. Um, what what did you think about this uh, about Friday night there, David? Loads of fun, loads of fun. Um, and I don't know if we mentioned it before, but one thing that they did these three nights, including the free Thursday show, and they did in December, um, was they had a Zoom um, group chat going on uh, as a side to the show. So you could, um, you know, literally you and a couple hundred other friends in the United States um, can watch each other and um, share pictures, write things on paper, uh, write in the chat. So again, the whole state shows are all about the community, and they definitely achieved that despite the fact that it was remote, um, yeah. which is arguably maybe the best part of these shows especially December with everything being so cold and shut down and feeling so isolated but it's like hey I actually get to connect with these people but some of them live you know a thousand miles away so I wanted to throw that in but, um, and I was very happy that they retained that for these shows um, again that sense of community is, is you know something that whole study hands fans have that few, few other bands can approach yeah yeah it's it's a and there, there goes your dog. Just like these shows, everybody had their, everybody <laughs> had their pets for these shows. Right, she's right on cue there. Right yeah. on cue. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she so got to see everybody's pets. Um, got to see um, kids. Um, yeah, Craig joked about that. You know that their uh, fan base seems to have skewed a little bit lower. You know that uh, the 12, 12 and below crowd is now represented at their shows. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun, though, seeing everyone's cats and dogs and kids. Um, I don't know if you remember from December, uh, one thing that became kind of legendary in their, uh, the community is, uh, so again, that, dogs, cats, all that, turtles, uh, probably not what you expected, but uh, yeah. someone had two turtles that were actually humping, and uh, <laughs> that made the screen for a while. And another thing is the band can see all the screens. They can yeah. see the Zoom. So there yeah. is, so the band would comment on things. Uh, so, I, I lied. It wasn't two turtles. It was a live turtle and a turtle statue. I'm sorry. That, my wife corrected me. So, oh, well, was it really? I thought it was. Live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a turtle statue, like a fake turtle. Uh, I guess the turtle was getting frisky. Um, the whole study event, like, literally within days, turned that into a t shirt that you could order on there. Yep, they did. Site, That's hilarious. Which, of course, I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, how many other concerts do you see a turtle gotta get it on? You know. Yep. You know. Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so I don't know. So we'll kind of hit the highlights of the set list here. They started out with the feelers again. So second night in a row where they start out with the feelers. Um, and I thought Craig was a little more confident this time around with the lyrics and stuff. Um, and you think it's kind of funny starting out with a slow song, but usually they will start out with. A lot of times, since it was the first, it's the first night. They'll start out with the first night a lot, which is a slow sure. song too. So, and they that's have, good point. yep, and that's later in the set here. So then they went right into construction summer, which uh, oh, yes, you never know yes. if they're going to play that at the beginning or the very end. So we got it at the second song here. That's pretty good. 
Yep, that's a classic. That's a crowd pleaser. Yep, and then yep. third song was Magazines, which I thought sounded really good. Oh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, Hurricane J, which is one of my favorites. And um, they don't always play a lot off of Heaven Was Whatever. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, cool to see some of those songs being put back in. Because again, some, some of the fans aren't the biggest fan of that album. Because it's a little bit of a departure. Um, I think it's a very solid album. Um, but yeah, I could see where uh, maybe the band kind of, you know, kind of uh, pulled away from some of that for a while. And now maybe they're, you well, know, kind of getting that back in tomorrow. And it's a non uh, Franz era song, too. So he kind of. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I kind of think right. that's the reason they don't play Heaven is whenever and mm-hmm. Teeth, Teeth mm-hmm. Dreams as much because. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Franz has kind of got to get added back into those songs when he's there. Yeah. 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 You're right that he wasn't on Heavens whenever he wasn't on the, um, the one after that Teeth Dreams. Um, but again, it's good to see the huge super steady lineup, as they call it, and um, see that they can add piano and horns to some of these songs that didn't have it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then I, I wrote down in my notes here, it was maybe one of my favorite moments of the whole night when he goes, you know how Craig talks between songs. He just goes, he goes. This next song is about rock and roll, and then they just they jam into Stevie Nicks, and I just loved it. I thought Stevie Nicks mm-hmm. makes my t- Mount Rushmore a favorite. Uh, Hold steady songs. I just love it, and uh, and I just Definitely. love the intro. He just says this next song is about rock and roll. That's all he said, and they just went into it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then they and then they went into multitude for song six. Um, and then they brought the mm-hmm. horn, the horn, the horn, and I can't say it. The horn steady came out. Hey, the horn steady, yeah. And they and they went to and then they got we got spices again, which I said that I loved. Um, so that was Off good the to new hear. album, yeah, Off the yeah. new album, which has again a lot of guitar, a lot of horns, very driving. Um, yeah. And when I um, when I saw them a year ago in London, they did have horns on some of the songs, so that was very cool to see that. Because oh, wow. a lot of times, you know, a lot of the them at smaller venues. Um, right fast or wherever a lot of times they don't have that you know so you know yeah they're they're it seems like they're really bringing the horns back in their sound in a, in a number of ways yeah um, and i think the fans are really embracing that so so yeah and that's um I, i've been you know craig plays solo here a lot so i've seen him solo quite a few times and um makes sense makes and sense. he's had the saxophonist with him and it just uh it sounds really i love it yeah it sounds great yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen him solo once, and it was in Cincinnati. He opened for a local band, the Heartless Bastards. Oh wow! Um, I don't know if they're they're really good. Kind of, um, I don't know, rootsy, bluesy rock, um, alternative rock, um, female lead. So it's cool seeing the the two play um, the same stage. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess living in his hometown, I assume he probably plays there pretty regularly. Yeah, he had a, a year where I think I saw him like four times in a year solo just because he came <laughs> to one of them was a free festival. So, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty neat. Uh, cool. So then they so, yeah, they got the horns. They, then they had sequestered in Memphis with the horns. I really like the horns with that. How they added them in. They just kind of did Definitely. that quick little bursts in there. Um, yep. And then they <laughs> T-shirt T-shirt Tux was next as the nine song. Um, that's one of my favorites off of their uh previous album now from uh, uh 19 yeah uh thrashing sorry through the passion um easy for you to say that yeah. one's yeah, yeah, <laughs> passion, right? that's hard to say yeah that. it is um <laughs> yeah i always like that song especially um just the structure of it um you know how it, it's got a little bit more complex song structure than some of their other ones which again you see i think a lot of the new album yeah um Especially uh, with the horns, which the horns they brought back on their previous album as well, after not having them. So um, that's always one of my favorites. Yep, and I liked hearing the thrashing through the passion songs because now they're not the, they've been the newest songs. Now they're not, they're not the newest songs, so it's kind of fun to see how they fit into the the catalog. You know, um, yeah, totally, yeah, almost sounds, yeah, yep. And then um, the last song with the horns was Cattle and the Creeping Things. Uh, that sounded good. Um, loved it. Classic. Yeah. yeah. And then the horns went away, and we got uh, First Night, which I said sometimes 
they usually mm-hmm. play first night on the first night of one of these sets. It seems like always. It kind of after the name like that. Yeah, with a name like that. <laughs> and then, yep. and then here was a highlight for me because it was down at song number twelve. It's another one of my Mount Rushmore uh, hold steady songs. Was Party Pit, um, and I love Party Pit. And for whatever I don't know, because usually they don't have the horns with them. They always play it at number five or. 90% of the time they play it at five. Sometimes they'll play it at six or four, but, and, and I don't know why, because they don't change instruments. I don't, you know, usually the song placement is if they have to change instruments or whatever, but, um, so I was happy that they pushed it all the way back to 12 here. Usually <laughs> they get it really early in the show. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if you look it up, it's always really early and I, I just, I would love to ask them why. Um, oh, sure. and, then, and then we got some teeth dreams uh, on with the business at song number 13. That's right. Again, not an album they hear that much live. And again, again, I, I wouldn't say they have any bad albums, but that's probably the one that's least liked by most fans. Um, although I do think it's getting, getting some recognition now. It's been, you know, a number of years. I guess it's been like seven years since it came out. Um, but again, that's the album that didn't have bronze. It did have, it was more of a, Straight ahead rock album. Yep. The production was a little bit different. Yep. His voice was a little bit different. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it has bad songs. It's just a different feel. It felt less than steady. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, but I, I do love that album. Um, and I do as well. Yeah, I definitely think it's got some good songs. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. then it's song number 14. I'm, I'm sure I've never heard this one live before. It was Our Whole, and then here they go with Heaven is uh-huh. Our Whole Lives from Heaven. Um, uh-huh. can't be good yep can't be good our whole lives yep yep and it's i don't know if i've ever heard them play two songs from heaven is whenever on one set list so that was pretty, mm-hmm. that was pretty right, crazy right. exactly yeah well i suppose yep. they i suppose they've probably played the weekenders and uh hurricane jay before i'm sure they've had to do that before yeah. but this Both time they're coming are, yeah. in with their whole lives yeah that's a good song yeah 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 so then, know, again then, another one about being being christian being catholic and you know, trying to party, but also trying to, you know, yeah. follow the rules and do the right thing. Yep. Yeah. I think that song's really underrated. That's a good song. And then, then the horns come back out for the next four songs and they start with Heavy Covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, the new one. Did I, I think Craig forgot the lyrics on this one pretty badly. Yeah. <laughs> He did a couple times, yes. Yeah, that he, sounds right. I think he blanked out for like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, which again makes sense. It's a newer song. It's a newer you know, song. Yep. What? And um, like I said, you, yeah. uh, I, I haven't tried to to sing a whole set list because it would be so hard with their lyrics. Um, and then mm-hmm. um, and then so that he went to Banging Camp, an older song, and then they go to Blackout Sam. Mm-hmm. So again, yep, from, another from the... thrashing through the passion song, followed by yep. Entitlement Crew followed him. So. Also, yeah, also from the previous album, yeah. So this is when I, yeah, this is what I said, Thrashing Through the Passion. It was kind of fun to see it not be the newest songs anymore. Right, right. And then, right. And then the, for the last three songs, they go with some heavy hitters. They go with Hood Rat at 19, Southtown at oh, yeah. 20, uh, Resurrection, of course. They, they, when, if the band's going to play Resurrection, they'll play it at the end of the show, as they say. I know. Yeah, I love that. I have to do all, yeah, I love how... Uh, self-aware you know self-referential they can be yep you know yep and then did you have the uh you said you had the uh encores i don't have those listed up here yeah so they uh four songs for the encore so another another encores are particularly short um so first is stuck between station another classic one of their most well-known songs certainly Mm -hmm. um then uh tips ahoy a uh, uh, boy, girl, and a horse. I have the T-shirt that says that. Oh, I love that'd be cool. That's is that awesome. cool? I got that at uh, I think uh, the summer of nineteen, I guess, before the shutdown at oh. uh, Nashville. Oh I, wow! I saw them there, which uh, from here is only about five hours. So um, yeah, he always introduces it with a song about a boy and a girl and a horse. So, yep. Um, confusion in the marketplace, which um, again came off of. Uh, thrashing through the passion, and then last one being uh, killer parties. So awesome! There you go. There you go. Ending with again. What a great uh, show! T- timeless. Yes, 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 yeah. So that's a total of uh, let me do the math. Twenty-five songs. I say twenty-five. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, not a yeah not a not a short set by any means. No, they didn't skip on it at all. Nope. Well, 
Okay. Nope, nope. So that, I think we got night one pretty good there. So we're going to talk about, so before we talk about night two, we got another one of our segments. And this one I call... And the That's right. I don't know if you could hear Craig say it, but we call it And the Meatloaf to the Billy Joel. This is kind of where um, me or or David kind of pick a a band that we think uh, would be a good crossover for a Hold Steady fan that they haven't thought of or haven't heard of. So do do you have one, David, that you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, there's probably a couple I could pick that would fit. Okay, what do you got? Well, um... Could you go first? <laughs> Can I go first? Yes, sir. Or did, did, did you have one as well? Yes, I have one. I don't know if I can get it to play here. Um, mm-hmm. Bernard, Bernard Fowler was a background... You have to work for it, stay with it, pay for it, bust your ass, lie for it, cheat for it, forget about your past. Why so divine? The pain of love. You dream of it passionate. You get a rise from it. Feel the hot calm dripping your thighs from it. Why, why so divine? The pain of love. So, <laughs> as you can see, I think the whole steady crossover is um, some of the songs are called uh, Dancing with Mr. D. I think he's talking about the devil. Um, sister morphine, which kind of being addicted to morphine, um, and and then of course they have sympathy of the devil, the, the one hit song. So I think the themes are kind of a good crossover with any hold steady crew. So uh, once again, he's Bernard Fa- Bernard Fowler, and the name of the album is Inside Out. It's uh, remakes of the Rolling Stones, and it came out in 2019, so it's relatively new. So I love it. Give it a shot. Okay, so, so that has been a little segment we call, let's see if I can get Thanks for that, Craig. And then, <laughs> so that brings us to night two of the Weekender from the Brooklyn Bowl. Um, so what did you, again, uh, they sounded great. Uh, what are your initial yeah. thoughts? What do you remember from night two there? Well, I'd say, kind of as you're saying, that over time, I think they got more polished and, um, you know, definitely got tighter, um, which is pretty impressive for, again, for a bar band that sings about, you know, drinking and drugs and all that stuff. Um, So, yeah, I definitely felt that they're pretty tight, especially the second night, Um, which, again, more impressive given I I don't know how much time they really had to rehearse given COVID and everything. Um, So, yeah, um, and again, loved that. They brought horns out for a number of songs, um, songs that maybe wouldn't have always had horns. Um, so, yeah. Um, what was your initial impression? Yeah, I think I think they always do good on the on the last night of uh, any one of their sets, or mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and I thought they sounded maybe the most polished on this night. Um, you know, the the band sounded good through all, all three nights, though, really. Um, true. So just kind of looking at the set list, they started Hornets. Hornets is what they started with. That's kind of a they start with that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. love, Another old one that you know, yeah, about, gets into. Yep, about Craig's high school. I love that song. And then um, stuck between right. we got yeah. stuck between stations right there at number two. Seems like they like to yep. put a big hitter in at number two for kind of yeah. <laughs> Again, one of their most well known songs. Yeah. Yep, and then they go for three was the swish. Uh, that's that. That's always fun. Such a fun song. Um, n- number yeah. four, you can make them like you, which uh, um, a good sing along song. There is what they like to do, and then yep. then they played lanyard. Wow, did they play lanyards all three nights? They must have. Yes. Huh. Yes. Is that funny? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Again, that's one that they had played in the past at least a little bit. So. So they've played that at least four times live now. Wow. That's a lot. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then the horn steady came out, and then we got entitlement entitlement crew again. Yeah, yeah, off their uh, previous album now. Yep. yep. And then they stuck with thrashing. The the next song was "You Did Good Kid." 
Yep, 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 yep. So, um, and if I recall, I guess I could look up those two follow each other on the album, which is kind of cool that I think that they, uh, you know, um, did those two together live. Um, yeah, that's actually not true. Okay, they don't go together. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I like that they played two from that album together. Um, yeah. That, and and that sounded good. Um, yeah, I remember they, and then they kind of went to a talking part there, and um, there you kind of couldn't miss that there was no crowd because like you could tell Craig wanted to talk, but there's no one to talk to. Um, and then then they went into Family Farm, and and their final horn song was sequestered in Memphis. Um, like I, I said, I, I really like how they add the horns into sequestered. They just kind of do those quick bursts. Um, so then out of those horn songs, then they kind of went into um, Don't Let Me Explode at number 10. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, um, so they go with the old, and then 11, and then we're, we're a lot of thrashing. They went with uh, Denver Haircut. Yeah, yeah. And, and then number then the te- Tequila Takeoff, Tecate Landing, and all of that lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had a lot of thrashing through the Passion songs, which was was great. And then at song number twelve, we finally get to you know the the this whole series was called the Weekenders, and we finally song number twelve, mm-hmm. we finally get the Weekenders song. Um, yep, the titular song. Yeah, yes, very. Yes, love that song. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites too, and also off of Heaven Whenever, Heaven Is Whenever. So again, yeah. some of that some of that album being sprinkled in again. Yeah, and then so speaking of which, then the next song is We Can Get Together. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard that one live before. That's one doesn't get played mm-hmm. too often. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so two from that album. Yeah, heaven is whatever. Yep. Get together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, yep. and then we got constructive summer at song fourteen, which is funny because, like, <laughs> like I said, sometimes they'll play that song number two, like they did the night before. Mm-hmm. Drop it down to fourteen, and then the horn section came back out, and um. Oh, I I love <laughs> hot soft, mm-hmm. hot soft. That's so, God, I uh-huh. love that love that song. Yeah, that's a song that I got into really late. Um, it took me a while to get into it, but it's really a good song. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Off of Boys and Girls. And then they played a non uh, non. Uh, what am I trying to yeah, say? Non album. Yeah, non album title album. track. And yet the album. Yeah, I, this was um, Esther was released a little bit, I believe, before. Again, the previous album, Thrashing Through the Passion. Yeah. And it has some of the same style. And, and uh, I guess maybe I assumed it would be put on the album, but it was not. Yeah, um, I was I was really surprised when it was left off. I don't know if it didn't fit with the theme of the album. Uh, well, that album didn't really have yeah. a theme because they were just a bunch of singles, you know, kind of. True. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that one, too. So. Yeah. yeah. I, and I knew that was kind of a fan favorite. It was kind of funny when it was left off, Thrashing Through the Passion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. Um, Again, biblical, of course, Esther. Um, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's cool hearing that live, yeah. And then they went into Massive Nights um, mm-hmm. with the horns. And that was the fun. Or, and then, oh, and then uh, Breakfast they played. And, and it mm-hmm. looks like there was handwritten on my on my list. So it looks like they added it last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I wonder, just because the crowd gets into that song so much i think maybe they're seeing that that is maybe the surprise like song off the album that everyone gets into um yeah so yep so yep i'm, I'm so, glad they added that yep. yeah for sure and then uh chips ahoy you're just talking about you got the t-shirt for chips ahoy yeah white girl horse yep you know gamb- gambling band horses it's always fun yep yeah no that's yeah i love that and then uh most people are djs at song number 20 yeah, another oldie. Oldie that yes. I love to uh, to hear, and I think is, mm-hmm. it, is that I believe they played that song on the Seth Meyers show or what's his show Late Night with Seth Meyers or whatever. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. And, and he's That's a right. good, he's a good friend with the band, and I think they I think he requested oh. that song, I believe. Seth Meyers, so they played. Oh, that's the song. Oh, cool. Yeah, they played that on there once. And then okay. the final song uh, they'll close a lot with is "Slapped Actress" is what they closed with on the on the regular set list. Good song, good song. One you you know maybe doesn't get quite as much attention, but uh, one of my one of my preferred songs of theirs. Yep. So. Yep. 
Okay, and, and, get... and did you have the encore list? I somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, here we go. Um, so certain songs, so stuck into her soul. Okay. Um, that's another beautiful song. Uh, softer, slower. Uh, stay positive. Again, everyone likes that. Um, <laughs> with Mosh Pit Josh, which is always fun. That um, he's excellent when he comes <laughs> out on those. I love it. Yeah, he comes out does like super like hardcore punk metal vocals. Yeah. Uh, he definitely thrashes. Um, he's also their uh, merch guy, so he serves multiple <laughs> purposes. Yep, so, yep. Yep, I love, yeah, he's a crowd favorite. Um, yeah, he always does a couple couple lines um, um, when, when they play live in different cities. Um, uh, Chicago Seem Tired, the next one. Um, and then the last song was Killer Parties. Killer uh, Parties, yep. And um, yeah. I love I love how they always put that on the repeater or Tad I guess clicks it in on the repeater at the oh. end. And oh just, yeah, for several minutes at least. Several yeah. minutes and it yeah. just keeps it just I don't know what it is about that just awesome. It totally fits, yeah. It's just distortion and um, feedback, yeah. Um, and it kind of fits with the song because um, the song kind of has um, like it kind of I, I I was a music major. At the University of Minnesota many years ago, um, kind of has like a feeling like it never quite resolves, you know, like it just kind mm-hmm. of floats. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's so, it, which is a perfect way to end the song, where it just kind of goes and it's just kind of noise. Um, so, so I really, yeah, I really like how they do that. And they'll let, let it play on the stage for a while. And as they did this time, and people stayed on the Zoom and chatted. So, um, very cool way to end. Very cool. So, did you stay on the Zoom with those people for a while? Just for a few minutes, um, and then I had some other stuff to do. But I, I did hear from Facebook that um, people stayed on for quite a while. Um, <laughs> that someone someone brought out their like ukulele or something. Someone brought a guitar. So apparently, they were doing some sing along kind of stuff um, for for maybe a couple hours even. So uh, yeah, I guess um, maybe I should have stuck around. So. That's a very whole study thing to happen, though, right? People just hanging out and jamming and, yeah. you know, just enjoying each other. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so hopefully this podcast will become one of those where we, we can kind of all get together and talk about the shows that we love. And um, so that's that's the weekender right there. Uh, I think we, we discussed it all. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So. Yeah. Lots, of... <laughs> lots to talk about. And. Hopefully we'll get some live shows. So like I said, we can do some live reports from some live shows. But if we get some more stream shows, I'm sure me and David will be there to cover it and uh, hopefully get some other people to come on to talk, some other fans to come talk with us. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, this is fun. I mean, I could talk whole study all day. And not everyone <laughs> knows them. You know, some yep. people you talk about them, they're like, what? They're kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they are, but that's what makes them cool. So... <laughs> <laughs> So much joy in what we do up here. And Ebor City is very speedy, but they throw such killer parties. Killer parties almost killed me.